president and um, uh, also from our LFS director. Service, and this is President Steve Turner of the Iowa District West. We're here to talk to you today about Lutheran Family Service designating Sunday, January 7th, as a Kingdom of the Left Sunday. Kingdom of the Left, of course, implies that there's a Kingdom of the Right. What's the difference? Well, Max, first, both kingdoms belong to God. He rules both. He rules the Kingdom of the Right is his rule of grace. His rule in the Kingdom of the Left is the rule of law. We become citizens of the kingdom of the right by virtue of our baptism. We also live in the kingdom of left, and we have a duty to serve there as well. As citizens of the kingdom of the left, we are to obey its laws, love and serve our neighbors. We can vote, we can be involved in affairs that are in the civic area, we can even hold public offices. In all of this, we strive to do this one thing, bring out the Christian influence that we have and make it bear on society. Some issues that seem political, frankly, really are biblical and spiritual issues. When it comes to the sanctity of human life, of marriage, religious freedom, Christians are compelled to uphold what God says about them. As members of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we need to be informed. We should pray for the senators and representatives who represent us, especially remembering those who share our values. We can inform them on our views, participate in rallies on key issues, and vote for those who uphold God's will. That's why I appreciate Lutheran Family Service holding this Kingdom of the Left Sunday for our Iowa churches. The bottom line is that it's okay. It's even necessary for citizens of the Kingdom of the Right to participate in the Kingdom of the Left movement. Our influence, your influence, is sorely needed. For your Kingdom of the Left Sunday, Lutheran Family Service offers a sample sermon, bulletin announcement, and a bulletin insert, all available on our website, www.lfsiowa.org. We are willing to come to your church at any time to discuss some of these important life issues, and we'll be in touch with your pastor about opportunities to help represent our God and His church at the Capitol. We thank you for listening, and we ask for your prayers. The Lord bless you as you serve him in both kingdoms, in your congregation and in your community. Our text for today is from Romans chapter 6. We were buried, therefore, with Christ by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For we have been united with him in his death like his we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Dear friends of Christ, you know, I always enjoy looking at old baptisms, uh, baptismal certificates. And those certificates that were, you know, written back in the early, uh, you know, uh, 1900s, they're so, so ornate and, and they're just, they're heavy and, and it's like it's a document that matters, right? Um, and, and it was written, uh, they're always written in really fancy writing, so beautiful. And if I, but if I ask you to find your baptismal papers uh, that declare your citizenship in heaven, uh, would you be able to pull them out? Um, today we commemorate the baptism of our Lord. And of course, He was baptized. As we do that, remembering His baptism, it's a good time to remember 
baptism, our baptism. And it's a time to remember that our citizenship is in heaven. Uh, you know, we have, we're members of the citizenship, citizens of the United States of America, and that's good, but it's fantastic to be citizens of God's eternal kingdom. And, of course, we've become God's e- citizens of God's eternal kingdom uh, through the sending of His Son, of course, Christmas, and then the Holy Week, His suffering, His death, and then Easter, His, his resurrection. Through baptism, we become part of that, His life. His suffering, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We become part of that victorious kingdom. So let's consider our theme this morning, citizens in the kingdom. Paul tells us in Romans, our text, that we were baptized. um, And when that happened, uh, we were baptized into Christ Jesus. So Carly, when she was baptized, she was baptized into Christ. Christ became part of her, and that's what happened to your baptism and mine. Our citizenship changed. We became members then of something far greater, more significant than anything that you could imagine. Ephesians tells us, so then you are no longer strangers or aliens, but now you are fellow citizens with the saints. Did you know that you are citizens with the saints in heaven? That's kind of cool. And not only are you citizens with saints in heaven, you are members of God's household. And how in the world does that happen? How do we become members, citizens in this kingdom? Well, Philippians says our citizenship is in heaven. Well, how do you become members of this, this heavenly citizenship? How do you go through this vetting process? Do you have to, do you have to be vetted out? <laughs> and, 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 and no, that's not how it takes place. We become members of this citizenship by being splashed with water. And that's, that's just it. The water is mixed with God's Word. And in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy God comes to us. And our text says we are therefore buried with Him, with Christ, in, by baptism into his death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too will now walk in a new kingdom. We too now walk in the newness of life. Well, our sins, of course, through water of baptism, through Christ's suffering death, are, are, are forgiven. Our sins are washed away. The, the, literally, in the waters of baptism, our sins are drowned. And so you have to get that mental picture of all your sins, all the wrongs you've ever done, um, all the evil nature that we're born with, and God takes that and He drowns it in the waters of baptism and then He cleanses it. So your sins die. Your sins are literally dead. You are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And that's what holy baptism reminds us of that we're children of God, that we belong to this different kingdom, and uh, that we are made sinless, and that we're made holy through baptism, and that we're made perfect, and that we're made righteous, and that we're made pure, and that we're made members of His kingdom. But this baptismal resurrection that we're talking about, being buried and rising again, this resurrection isn't the resurrection of all flesh that we talk about when Christ comes again. This is a spiritual resurrection. This is a spiritual renewal. God buries our sin and then we are forgiven. It's a resurrection that we have today. It's our personal own 
spiritual resurrection, that we may be dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus, as Paul says it. And Paul laid that all out so beautifully. In chapter 5, he says, you are justified by grace. You are declared holy and innocent. You are declared perfect and sinless through the blood of Christ so that there's nothing that you can do. It's all done by God. And he lays that out so beautifully as, as he tells us that he has set us free from sin, that Jesus is our Savior, that he's done all the work so that we would no longer wallow in our sin, that we would be members of God's new kingdom and we wouldn't wallow in sin all the more. And he writes, what shall we say then? Are, do we, con- are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? Are we to sin more so that God can forgive us better? By no means. How can we who died to sin in holy baptism still live in sin? Well, in short, what he's trying to tell us is we are members of God's kingdom through baptism. We are citizens. And that enables us to now live for God. To live according to the way God would have us live in His heavenly kingdom and His earthly kingdom. Well, this heavenly kingdom, this earthly kingdom, that's two different kingdoms. The kingdom of the Spirit and the kingdom of government. Those are the two kingdoms. We need to talk about that. How do we live as baptized children of God in the church and in the world? Well, the church is the kingdom of the right hand. So the kingdom of the right is the church by which God rules through forgiveness and he rules by his grace and mercy. That's where he makes his children and he rules over our hearts. He comes to us through his sacrificial blood of his son and that's why we have the Lord's Supper up here. And so through this kingdom of the right, God says, you come to this altar rail and I will give you my body and I will give you my sacrificial blood and your sins are all washed away. Because I shed my body, I, I gave my body, I shed my blood that you might live. And of course, he rules over us then in this kingdom of the right, the kingdom of the church by grace. Forgives our sins freely. Not by the judgment of his law, not by the fear of his wrath, but by the dictate of his love to sinful mankind and his gift of his son. Mercy, forgiveness. That's how God conquers the hearts of sinners and makes them members of his kingdom. So living as citizens in heaven, we, we repent daily of our sin. We acknowledge who we are, that we're unclean. And we're sorry for our lives. As citizens of this heavenly kingdom, it also means that we are loved by God. And being loved by God, God wants us to love one another. And being members of the citizen of he- citizens of heaven also means that as God has served and loved us, he wants us to serve and love each other. And so our job is, as members of God's kingdom, as his church, to love the world, to love each other, especially the people, the brothers and sisters in Christ, the members of our congregation. Living as citizens of heaven means that we live as a forgiven people. We forgive as we've been forgiven. We love as we've been loved. It means that we admonish sin among ourselves and that we encourage each other to grow up in the faith, to become mature. As Paul reminds us, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head, unto Christ, from whom the whole body of the church is joined and, and held together by every joint which it is equipped. 
When each part is working properly in the church, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So living as citizens in the kingdom of heaven is the church work we do for one another. It also means that as we live in God's right-hand kingdom in the church, we will also live in God's left-hand kingdom. Now the left-hand kingdom is completely different. The left-hand kingdom has everything to do about government, and it rules by law, not grace. It rules by dictates, the law of the land. And so the kingdom of the left is different. God rules us through government. Paul reminds us of that in Romans 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So, as citizens of heaven, the kingdom of the right, we walk as citizens of earth in the kingdom of the left. The members of the God's kingdom are to influence the members of God's kingdom of the left. Now, we have work to do. As redeemed children, we live in this world. Peter says that we are a peculiar people. We're different We don't think the way the rest of the world thinks. In this kingdom of the left hand, we are the salt to that. We are the light to that. We bring them out of darkness. We show them the ways of right. We show them the ways of wrong. And we speak truth. We speak truth into certain areas so that our government can make right laws for our land. Now, there are some of you here today and and, and some, some Christians who say, no, the church The church must never be involved in politics or government. And that's just not true. God tells us as citizens of the right to be involved. Not the church, but you. As members of the church. First English Lutheran Church can't get involved that way. We preach the gospel. But you, as members of this church, as members of the kingdom of the right, can get involved in the political process. And we're encouraging you to do that ever more because we have such a great need to influence the world around us. Citizens of earth need to be influenced by the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Now to be sure as we do this, we have to be cautious because we can be overzealous. We who are citizens of God's kingdom of heaven can turn His church the kingdom of heaven, and we can make it a political process and a political machine. The church must never become political. We as the church must preach Jesus Christ. We as the church must preach what God has told us as God's people, and we must preach Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ, and that's our job. So we have to be careful that we don't make the government a church. That's not the intent. The goal of the church is to save souls and not transform the world. However, the goal of those members of the kingdom of the right is to transform those souls in the kingdom of the left and to be a light to that government, to be a light to those people. Not just nationally, but to be a light in Iowa, to be a light in the governmental process here in Spencer, Iowa. That's what God calls us to do. That is our God-given responsibility. 
And again, listen, as Christians, we have many different opinions politically. Uh, if I were to ask how many are Democrat and how many are Republican, we'd probably be split. Everybody has a different idea on, on health care or tax reform or, or immigration policies. And, and as Christians, we are not allowed to dictate to anybody what they must believe in these areas. But there are some areas, some political areas, that talk about issues that God talks about that matter. About the issues of marriage. About the issues of human sexuality. About the issues of of end-of-life issues, of, of the sanctity of human life, abortion. And as believers, as citizens in heaven, we are to believe what God believes and then let the world know that life is precious and stand up for life. As God's citizens in heaven, we then affect God's citizens on earth. The kingdom of the, of the right affects the kingdom of the left. Did you know that bills, uh, that assisted suicide bills to assist people to die have been introduced into the Iowa legislature for the last two years? And if that happens, then we will be able to kill whoever we want to kill. Suicide will become a blessing. Life will not be treasured. And be assured, these issues are going to come up again. Bills restricting abortion, defunding those who, who do abortions, have been introduced this past year. That's good news. And more bills affirming God's gift of life are going to be introduced into the legislature in, in this coming year. Important things. And God has told us what to believe, and God has told us what to do, and God has told us what to stand for. What is precious to the Lord? Life. And as Christians, we have no choice but to believe exactly what God has told us to believe. And so we all believe the same thing on these issues. To stand up for His truth. To defend the truth of God. So what does that defending of the truth look like? Well, first of all, let me tell you what it doesn't look like. Um, don't act like a nutcase. Don't, don't go around waving your Bible and beating people over. Don't act like you're holier than everybody else. Don't go yelling and don't go screaming. Don't condemn everybody who disagrees with you and say that they're going to live through the hellfire. However, you are to use your Bible. You are to let people know that what you believe comes from that Bible because you are a member of the heavenly kingdom. And you have a God-given duty to the kingdom of the left, the government. And so you're bringing your duty into that kingdom to proclaim what you know to be right. And so you speak it. And you don't shy away from it. And you let people know where your convictions have come from. And as you do that, you might even find opportunities to share your faith. Lutheran Family Service is committing to, committed to informing legislatures on these kind of issues, these life issues. LFS, Lutheran Family Services, keeps us vigilant on these issues. They communicate what they learn through their e-news. And you can sign up for the e-news so that you too know what's happening, so that you can be from the kingdom, members of the kingdom of the right, you can be effective members in the kingdom of the left.
doing your God-given duty to shine light in that area. And they'll keep you well informed. And then as they keep you informed, you can pray about these issues. Pray about our, our state legislature. Uh, pray for those who represent us, especially now as, a, as the legislature is beginning with the new sessions. And we can pray for those who suffer persecution. And believe me, if you're standing up for these things that God has us stand up, there's going to be persecution. There's going to be hardship. Those people have a hard time representing us. Stand by those people who have the courage to stand up and make their voice known. Stand by your legislature. And if able, be present at those things when they call community meetings and debates and rallies and public forums and other venues where you can speak your mind and let the, and let the light be shown through, through you and, and be active in that type of participation. Those are good things. And finally, support Lutheran Family Service in all their efforts as they seek to educate us and educate our, our legislature. Uh, for too long, the world has influenced what the government is thinking. It's time for the church to retake that, to influence the government. And most of all, remember who you are. Remember that you were baptized into Christ. Remember the kingdom that you belong to, that special kingdom of the right. Your citizenship has changed. You have been splashed. You've been cleansed. You've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. And as citizens of God's heaven, we then join the citizens of this earth. And we walk in the newness of life. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.